Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're asking what would Earth be like if our oceans never existed? Like if there'd never been any oceans, so that would mean no beaches and no beach balls. Oh, that would be sad. <laughs> Big loss. <laughs> oceans cover 70% of our planet. But why are they here, and what would Earth be like if they were never here? We'll find out right after this. We've asked before on the show what would happen if volcanoes or the moon never existed, and we got some pretty interesting answers. So this time, it's the ocean's turn. Here's the question from a Tumble listener. Hi, my name is Charlie, and my question is, what would happen if oceans never existed? So if oceans never existed, like, how would Earth be different? I imagine it would be. (laughs) Charlie has an idea. I think that if oceans never existed, life couldn't exist either. I kind of feel like he's right. Me too. And let's ask our listeners, how do you think oceans formed on our planet? And what would you imagine Earth would be like without them? When we come back, we'll dive into investigating the answer with an Earth detective. Lucia Perez-Diaz studies the rocks at the bottom of the ocean to learn how our planet has changed over time. But she's also known for solving mysteries. I am kind of a detective in a way, or I like to think of it as that. So I look for clues on Earth that I can use to reconstruct what Earth looked like back through time. I convinced Lucia to open a hypothetical investigation into our hypothetical question. I found out it's a great way to discover why oceans do exist. Wait, so how do you investigate an idea that isn't even real? Isn't even real? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not real. Oceans exist. I can tell. (laughs) Well, you start with some questions about what is real, like Isn't it kind of weird that oceans exist in the first place? Why do we have these big masses of water when other planets don't? Huh, I never thought about it like that, but it's true. Earth really does stand out among planets for having nice water oceans, as opposed to horrible oceans that would kill you in five minutes. Yeah, and that means our investigation has to start at the very beginning of Earth, four and a half billion years ago. When Earth formed, basically there was this big cloud of dust and rocks in space and they all started clumping together. Gravity pulled this swirling mass of dust and rocks together to form our planet, the third rock from the sun. Lots of the rocks that formed Earth, the minerals in those rocks contained water. Wait, like they had little pockets of water inside the minerals? Not exactly. The minerals held molecules of hydrogen and oxygen, which pair up to make water, or H2O. And it would have taken a long, long time for this to become an ocean. In the beginning, when Earth was very young, it was very, very hot. Earth would have been like a molten ball in its earliest days. Its intense temperatures forced these water-forming molecules out of the minerals and into the young atmosphere. 
and as it cooled down, all of this water contained in the atmosphere went back again from being a gas to being liquid. And so it started raining. So that rain would have filled up the oceans? Yeah, or at least that's what we think right now. Scientists are still searching for clues on this huge and very, very hard to answer question. But we have enough now to move on to the next stage of our own investigation. Well, and what's that next stage? Well, we have to figure out why oceans are shaped the way that they are. And lucky for us, Lucia picked up a clue a little further along in Earth's history. When Earth was very, very young and it cooled down and a crust formed around it and it broke into pieces. Wait, Earth broke apart? Not all of Earth, just the outer part. Oh, just the outer part. Well, that's no big deal. It actually turned out to be totally fine. (laughs) So if you think of uh, the layers of Earth as crust, mantle, and core, the lithosphere is the whole crust and then the very top part of the mantle. So Earth is like kind of an overbaked pie where the outside is hard and crusty, but the inside is still hot and gooey. (laughs) Yeah. Those broken up pieces of lithosphere are called tectonic plates. They move around on the still molten hot layer of Earth under the mantle. Mm, So it's a real floor is lava type situation. And as those pieces move, they started to interact with one another. And in places where they collided, You can imagine it as kind of them kind of crumpling up in places. When two tectonic plates collided, one plate would push over the top of the other, pushing it down into the mantle. At the same time, it also scraped material off the lower plate, building itself up in the process. So over many millions of years, that process of the plates interacting and colliding with one another created certain areas that get thicker and thicker, and those eventually or what we now call our continents. And in between them, we have the oceans. Yeah, so the thick parts are the land and the ocean parts must be thinner? Well, it's more like the ocean parts are heavier, which makes them sink underneath the continents. For example, two plates colliding and one is a continental plate and one is oceanic. The oceanic will go down. Because continental lithosphere never sinks down into the mantle and stays on top, it's actually much, much older. So the oldest oceanic lithosphere on Earth today is only about 200 million years, whereas the oldest continental lithosphere is over 4 billions. Got it. I mean, 200 million years sounds pretty old, but I guess compared to 4 billion, it's really quite new. (laughs) It's like two in lithosphere years. (laughs) Sure. So the oceans are very, very young. So we have lithosphere that is forming right now in oceans. The plates in the middle of the ocean are pulling apart from each other. That separation allows molten rock to bubble up from the mantle as an underwater volcanic explosion. That sounds very awesome and dramatic. Yeah, the oceans are literally growing and they're pushing the continents with them. The way that plates move determines the size and the shape of the oceans. That determines how water is moving. Yeah, so it's literally why we have an Atlantic, a Pacific, and an Indian Ocean. And more. And those oceans have shifted over Earth's history, 
As the plates push and pull apart, at one point all of the continents were a supercontinent called Pangaea, and the rest of Earth was a super ocean. Man, Earth is like always in the middle of a remodel, but but why? We don't know when plate tectonics started, for sure. We don't know why does Earth have plate tectonics, but some of the other planets, like Mars, for example, doesn't have plates. So there's a lot of really interesting things to research as a scientist because we have so many unknowns. Man, Earth is wild. It totally is. So what would happen if we didn't have a watery planet with plate tectonics? That is the exact right next question. The first thing that comes to my mind is that, to be honest, we wouldn't be here (laughs) if the oceans didn't exist, right? For lots of reasons. Oh, so Charlie was totally right. Yeah, he was spot on. Oceans are critical for all life on the planet. First of all, we think that life may have originated in oceans. Scientists believe that the earliest known forms of life, tiny bacteria, evolved in oceans. That does make it sound like the oceans are, like, kind of important for life. (laughs) And it's not just the fact of water existing that matters. Ocean's movement also supports life. Ocean currents and the way that water in the oceans moves across the planet works as kind of like a transportation device, and it's moving oxygen and nutrients around the globe. Not only do currents move across the world, they also cycle nutrients from shallow to deep waters. So in order to sustain life, you need to move nutrients so that organisms can live. If you only had water that didn't move at all, you would have areas that have no food, no oxygen, so nothing can live there. That sounds bad. Yeah, oceans definitely have to keep moving. Also beyond that, as water moves, it changes temperatures. Cold water from the poles goes down to the warm waters of the equator and back up. So water is going down and up and down and up. And we know that that plays a really important role in regulating the temperature of the planet and the climate. Along with the currents, water is continuously evaporating off of the ocean into the atmosphere and coming back down as rain. That does a lot to keep our climate stable, which again... We wouldn't be here if Earth had a climate that was really, really cold all the time and it was just an ice ball, or if it was really, really, really hot. I definitely wouldn't want to live on an ice ball because I don't like to bundle up in winter. But I love how you look like a (laughs) puffball. Okay, so we know what would happen if the oceans never existed, but what would Earth look like? Well, not only is Lucia a detective, she's also a kind of sketch artist. She's an amazing scientific illustrator. So I asked her how she would draw an Earth with no oceans. There definitely wouldn't be as many colors as we see today. Maybe just variations of a single color. Maybe a more kind of cloudy atmosphere because no water, vapor, so other gases maybe. We said no oceans. Could there be a little ice? I feel like I want to put a little bit of ice there on the poles where the sun doesn't shine. So maybe Earth would have held to a little bit of water just in the ice caps. Definitely volcanoes. You have to have volcanoes if you're going to have a a planet that doesn't have other interesting things. You've got to put volcanoes on it. 
maybe some like uh, craters or some signs of, of other impacts. If it didn't have much of an atmosphere, then we wouldn't be as protected from impacts, so we'd have more craters. Kind of makes me think of Mars. Wow, that's a pretty incredible image, but I'm pretty glad that's not how Earth turned out. I, I like it the way it is now. <laughs> Me too. Uh, it just sounds kind of hard to live on. <laughs> Plus that gives us like the sound of crashing waves, which we wouldn't know because we wouldn't have ears because we wouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, whales wouldn't exist. Dolphins, octopuses. Um, what else is there in the ocean? <laughs> Corals. <laughs> Corals, fish in general. I mean, all sorts of things. So is our hypothetical investigation complete now? Yes, we can add oceans to the list of things this planet wouldn't be the same without in a really important way. I wonder if there's any more things to add to that list. I bet our listeners can come up with some. Now that you know how Lucia would draw Earth without oceans, try drawing your own. What would you add or subtract to your own planet without oceans? Use Lucia's ideas as a starting point and let your creativity run wild. You can even add labels to describe features and ideas. We'd love to see your drawings. Send them to us at tumblepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Lucia Perez-Diaz, geodynamicist and illustrator. And thanks to Charlie for sending in his excellent question. Learn more about how Lucia uses her detective skills to reveal the last 200 million years of Earth's history on our special bonus interview episode. It's available to patrons who pledge $1 a month or higher. You can support our show and get our ad-free feed on patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. And we'll share some of Lucia's illustrations on our blog at sciencepodcastforkids.com, along with other resources to learn more about the origins of water on our planet and plate tectonics. Eric Kuhn is our engineer and mixer. Sarah Robertson-Lentz edited this episode and made the episode art. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I made all of the music and sound design for this episode. Tumble is a production of Tumble Media, this is our last episode of season seven. We have special podcast treats planned for you over the summer, and we'll be back in September with season eight. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery. Thanks so much for listening to that episode. And now that it's over, we've got some birthday shout outs to give to our supporters on Patreon. That's right, it's Patreon time. First, happy belated May 4th birthday to Talise. Mom and Dad send you big hearts from their hearts. They love you so much. Penelope, happy June 9th birthday. Mommy V and Daddy love you. Keep being creative and remember everything you want is on the other side of hard work. Grayson, Mom and Dad love you and your curious spirit. Keep on learning. Your creative inventions are so cool. And happy birthday on June 11th. Harshika, happy birthday also on June 11th. Keep exploring and being curious with love from Mom, Dad, and Rashil. Happy 8th birthday to Sasha from Cambridge on June 13th. Your parents always enjoy learning alongside you. Love from Justin and Anastasia. 
Happy birthday on June 17th to Desmond with love from Mama and Dada and from Marin, Leo, Senior Meow, Blitz, Eddie, Chicken Nugget Tail, Mickey, Fanatic, Baya, Lion Giraffe, and Mateo, who I'm hoping those aren't all your brothers and sisters. Happy birthday on June 18th to Tessa. Keep making Mom, Dad, and Leo proud while always exploring and having fun. Happy birthday on June 18th to Lucian. You are so amazing. Your family can't wait to see what this year brings. With love from Dad, Mama, and Robin. Happy birthday to Lucy on June 20th from Mom, Dad, Oliver, the goats, the chickens, the dogs, the cats, the horses, the frogs, and the turkey. Happy birthday to William also on June 20th. Mom and Dad love you and think you're awesome. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you want to get a birthday shout-out of your own like these fine folks, simply support Tumble on Patreon at the $5 level or higher by going to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast.